I'm uh, pretty good at those, by the way. Uh, oh, I'll take your word for it. I'm pretty good at, those, it. at pressing the buttons and uh, screaming. This is episode 84 of the Insert Credit Podcast. I'm Alex Jaffe, and if I were ranking my favorite hobbies, video games would be number five. Wow, uh, I'm Frank Spalli, and if I, if I were ranking video games among my favorite hobbies, I would, uh, I would rank it uh, number five. I'm just going to stay uninteresting. Yeah. Uh, my name is Tim Rogers, and if I were ranking my favorite hobbies, video games would be... I don't really know how to answer that. Uh, it, they would be somewhere, probably. But uh, I like... Let, let's think real quick here. I like yeah. reading. Mm-hmm. I, I really love reading. I love uh, playing the guitar. And I like writing. And I like running. Uh, I like showering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like oh. movies, TVs, and, and uh, movies and TV series, films, entertainments. Yeah. I'd say video games would be around seven or eight on there. Mm. Man seven, or eight, somewhere I, I, guess, I, guess, I guess I'm Tim minus one, because uh, uh, other than running, I agree. Nice. Brandon? Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm at about six, because ahead of video games, I'd put... Uh, oh, and I don't like writing more than playing video games. Okay, so... So you're probably four. Number five. Yeah. Number five, yeah. No, still no, five. Four yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd, I'd put uh, music at the top, mm-hmm. listening listening to that music, and then films, reading, talking to people's, uh, going places. Man, this is and, good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then, I, I I personally would. Yeah, I mean, and, and maybe video games because I I hate I hate exercising. I do it every day, but I I, I can't. There's not much that I like less than doing it. You yeah. gotta just start playing basketball with the neighborhood kids. That's that's a cool thing to do. Anyway, let's not talk about that. Though. So at the very least, video games are all in our top ten favorite hobbies. So we're yeah. very qualified to talk about them. Qualified yeah. enough. I want to go ahead and say that when I said playing guitar, I guess I also just meant anything music related, and that uh, yeah. And when I say writing, I guess I also lump talking to people in with writing, hanging out with people because that's what I write about. I I talk to people. I have interesting interactions with people. Had a real good interaction with a guy at Costco the other day, for example. Just those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. You just end up ha- having somebody tell you their life story while they're eating a hot dog at Costco, and then it's like, wow, that guy's really terrible. But why, that was cool. why have an interactive fiction when you can have an interactive fact? Yeah, interactive nonfiction. That's what I like. Uh, so here's what we do here on the Insert Credit Podcast. For those of you who are just listening, because we're fresh back on iTunes as of this week, uh, I give you a topic. We discuss it for six minutes. And then we do the same for another topic until we hit the hour marker. So the first topic is as follows. Okay. Which which games have been harmed the most by console exclusivity? Whoa. Console Hmm. exclusivity, huh? Huh. 
time. Okay, so that doesn't mean that doesn't mean exclusive to consoles. It means exclusive to a console. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I uh, I can uh, say one. Let's hear it. Which is Crimson Dragon. Crimson Dragon. That's a game for Xbox One. That I guess it was originally on 360, but um, even so, the main thing about it was that um, they had it in development for a while, and then Microsoft said, "You've got to make this a Connect game." And they're like, "I don't know, man, about Connect." And they're like, "Nah, you got to do it because that's why we're giving you the money for." So they turned it into a Connect game, and. Then it turned out they realized that the core gamer experience was not going to be uh, very well supported by Connect in in this game. And so after designing... Because I, I talked to him and I was like, are you going to make it Connect and controller-based at the same time? And he, uh, him being Yukio Futatsugi, who's the, the uh, director of the game. And he said, no, because you, you can't tune for both you know, motion control and controller control in the same uh, environment. I mean, he probably could, but I guess he didn't have time to. So he said it was going to have to be connect only. And then they decided to make it connect and controller after all. And so people that want to play the game the best way do it with the controller, but it's slow and plotting and terrible because it has been... Uh, it's been made for Connect, but it doesn't work that. It's not that fun with Connect, and it and it doesn't work well with a controller, because it's been made for a much slower experience. I mean, the 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 design was is is much slower. It's not snappy like Panzer Dragoon was. So that game was pretty ruined by console exclusivity. There. Well, that's a darn good answer. That's one of the good answers. Yeah. It's like, one of the heck uh, of the ones. I just I keep thinking like well maybe the recent Nintendo stuff but um, <clears throat> if that were if those are multi-platform games they wouldn't have been made I feel yeah. so uh, yeah. that that wouldn't work um, what else hmm. I mean maybe maybe some Ouya games hmm. I don't know. I think uh, the Uyus kind of worked out pretty well for uh, uh, these exclusivity things. Like, uh, it was basically a free advertising period. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually. For, uh, for Towerfall. Like, people didn't know what Towerfall was, and then, uh, like, uh, <laughs> like they they uh, they had that game on that Uyus. Take a little like, tinkle there, Tim. For, for, like, for those I, of I you, for those of you who are not watching the stream, the stream Tim was just urinating. Oh come on! It was uh, I was trying to do a bonus just for the viewers of the show. I was pouring uh, this Rockstar Energy drink into this coffee cup. So. It was just so audible that I had to address it. Uh, oh yeah, I was just it, it didn't that. it didn't sound like a delicious pour at all. It sounded like a tinkle time. <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, people didn't know what no Ouya or Towerfall was, and then there's Towerfall yeah. on the Ouya. People are like, yeah, I'd play that if it was for something I already had. And no, now, you're, you're you're right. Now, especially now it since is for those PCs. And so, also, yeah, it, it helped funded them, stuff it, too. It helped them get the attention of someone like Sony. Who, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they saw the game and didn't think anything of it early on. Then it got on Uya, and they're like, oh, hey, you know, like yeah. not, 
that's not slamming at Sony or anything. It's just kind of how things work. It's like, you know, uh, you don't you don't believe in the weirdo until he's successful, and then you love him. You know. Yeah. It's, it's so I guess of... I uh, retract that statement as well. So I agree with something like that Crimson Dragon answer. I mean, there's generic answers that are like Gears of War 2 being exclusive to the Xbox 360 and not having a PC release uh, ruins it by not having user-created mods or whatever. There's a whole bunch. There's a million answers like that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's a million more, like they would have sold more and maybe had a sequel sort of thing. But, like... That's not a very interesting answer either. Yeah. Um, here's here's a, uh, a subversion of the answer, which is uh, EA games being not on the Saturn harmed the Saturn very significantly. Uh, yeah. It's, Dreamcast it's, also. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, they came back for Dreamcast, didn't they? Or did? No. They? Yeah. I think I think it well, was. Well, right, yeah. Yeah, I, I, think, I think they had Saturn games, and maybe they stopped after a while and just never supported the Dreamcast. What happened with the Dreamcast was they had gotten mad during the uh, the Saturn era. Right. And then with the Dreamcast, Sega was like, okay, we need to listen to you, EA, and we need to talk about this stuff. And they were going along the path of using a certain kind of hardware, which I do not... a certain kind of chip, which I don't recall, um, but it's in my interview that I did with Bing Gordon. And uh, and then Sega wound up changing it after agreeing with EA that they were going to go one direction. They wound up going another without telling them. And then, oh, uh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so then EA was like, well, screw you guys. We're taking our toys, and we're going home. And they, they did. They went home with we're their toys. And then only PS... Two had that Madden, and I guess did was there a there's a Madden sixty four yeah, oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah, it's not extremely great. I played it. Well, yeah, the, there was a Madden on every system possible through the Dreamcast era, other than the Dreamcast. Yeah, yeah. So that's how badly they shunned him. Sports. Next topic. Yep. Sports. There's a Godzilla movie coming next month. No. Yeah, yeah there is. They're doing it again. Brian Cranston is in it. I'm going to go see that. Brian Cranston as his name. Why not? Hey, I'm Frank. Gonna, hey, Frank. Yeah. yeah, what's up, Tim? Do you want to go see that new Godzilla movie with me and yeah, yeah. Irwin? Yeah, yeah, I do want to see that. It looks dumb as heck. I mean, yeah, I'll go it. see it. Let's I'm going to see it with my dad. Can we, can we have a no Breaking Bad jokes like agreement? Yes. Oh, yeah, no sure. Breaking Bad jokes for the next six minutes. How would you approach designing the Godzilla tie-in video game? Oh, man. I think there's been so many Godzilla games, and I don't think any of them are super memorable. Like, I remember the one on the NES that was really weird, and uh, I uh, I remember thinking as a kid when my mom accidentally rented it from the supermarket that one day, I was like, why is this game so darn weird? You know? Have, did you ever play that one, Frank? Oh, I sure did. I still don't understand why your pieces on, like, a... Game board, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So I was talking to, of all people, Goichi Suda about that particular mm-hmm. game, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, I talked to some guy, some dude, somebody, somebody, son, who uh, 
worked on that and somebody was, saw it. <laughs> yeah, and he's like he's like, Yeah, it was uh yeah, a pretty funny thing. Yeah, it's a weird game, yes the you know, they it's just they didn't know what they were doing. That's the answer to that. So yeah, they had no idea what they were doing. They just they had to make a game in like a couple of weeks and there it was. Yeah, and I'm like, Oh, that's cool. That particular NES, because like we I looked up pictures of it and I pointed to it and he's like, Yeah, I loved that game. So Goichi sort of loved <laughs> that game. So for whatever that's worth. Well, I, like, you know, here's the thing is, I don't think he, like, okay, I believe the past tense loved, right? As in, yeah. when I was a kid and I didn't know any better, I liked this game because you played as Godzilla. But I'm sure, I'm sure even, I'm, I'm sure he's smart enough now if you put it in front of him and be like, oh, it's a bad game. Yeah, possibly. Possibly not, I don't know. Um, Maybe. Godzilla game, I wouldn't do uh, real-time strategy. It's been done a million times. Um, I I feel like Godzilla destroying stuff is just too easy of a concept. I don't want to go that way either. Um, I I am intrigued by the idea of something like an Earth Defense Force where you're only fighting one guy. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. The, like the, the first thing, Shadow of the Colossus. The first thing that came to mind for me was a game that I designed in my head for that. Um, for that movie Troll that came out. Um, it was a Norwegian movie. And so like a modified version of it would be uh, you've got this giant target and you have to you have to coordinate several groups of people to kind of set up traps for the guy and pitfalls and things. And then you've got your... Oh, there's a the, there's the little tinkle. And you've got your... Your, your fighter jets and stuff that you have to command, and you just sort of take on all of these different roles, uh, but within the same timeline. And uh, so, like, you... <clears throat> like, you play... At, you, you see the results of what you just did with your fighter planes uh, when you're playing as, like, the tanks on the so ground. So it's kind of it's super time force -y. Yeah, coordinate attacks with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That could be cool. Might, might be cool, I don't know. I really liked the Game Gear game, uh, but that's it's kind of been that sort of thing has been done, but it was a it was a turn based tactics game mm. where you you played as both sides, like if I recall correctly, I think you played one after the other. Like you would play as the defending human forces, and then you would play as Godzilla, like in the same stage. That's kind of interesting and weird. Did they do that in Godzilla 2 on the NES? I forget. Like, that was also turn-based strategy. And I don't remember if you ever played as the monsters. I don't remember. I think you did. I think you, I think you did in the Gamera game for Super Nintendo. If you want the knockoff Godzilla game. <laughs> Yeah, I think this, uh, is, if I recall correctly, the Game Gear one had a bunch of different monsters you could defeat and then be. Who yeah, I guess be that's... the best giant monster to play as in a video game? Yeah. I mean, trying to make a Godzilla game that is based on a movie where, like, okay, so this new movie is, is again, it's a reboot of the Godzilla concept where... Godzilla's just a huge radioactive monster who is stomping on and destroying stuff, and 
one man has to stop Godzilla, and that's Brian Cranston. So, uh, like, it, it's not like Godzilla versus some other monster or God. Like, controlling Godzilla would just not be fun. I don't want to be like yeah. a big thing destroying stuff. I, I don't know what you're supposed to control. So I guess well, it, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess the real thing, the real way you would do this, since it is uh, Brian versus the monster is to have Telltale do one of them walking deads with it. Like, because he's he's mostly, he's trying to convince people. He's got to get people to know what's going on. As, as, at least that's what the trailer indicates. Yeah. So just go through his his experience, and uh, and it shakes out different ways depending on what things you choose. That's, probably, uh, that's boring. And, and, it is and, and, boring, and, I know, but that's if you were going to make one... Based on the, I mean, that's realistic. Yeah, but you don't get like the fun of Godzilla stomping around. You just get that in cutscenes, maybe. Um, I'm thinking multiplayer. I'm thinking one person controls Godzilla and five people control humans with guns, and uh, it's just kind of a a death match sort of thing. Like who will win? I think yeah, that could be cool. I've seen. Uh... Well, there's that Evolve game. Yeah. FPS where one player plays as a giant monster and the other players are trying to kill the giant monster. Yeah, that. Exactly. But Godzilla. Yeah, like Godzilla version. Yeah, they can just reskin it. I love it. That's our idea. Uh, topic number three. Which video game names work the best as insults? Oh, baby. Ratchet mm. and Clank 3 up your arsenal. <laughs> God, the Ratchet and Clank games have terrible titles, by the they way. They do. Just uh, letting everybody know that. This okay. is uh, this is rough. <laughs> yeah. That's not really a springs to mind sort of question. Other Bullet than... Witch? Yeah. Mm. Oh, that, I like that. Um, oh, bu- bubble Witch, too. So it just has to be you calling somebody that thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Call, you could call somebody a plock, maybe? Yo, sure. Bubble Witch Saga. Yeah. If I see you... Uh, uh, looking a bit sad, I could say Devil May Cry. Yeah. Hey, don't have a doki doki panic. Hey, if you're uh, if you're on the dance floor and 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 you're looking you're looking looking a fool, call him Flappy Bird. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Yo, Flappy Bird. <laughs> Yo, Flappy Bird, calm down. <laughs> Yo, calm down, Flappy Bird. <laughs> if uh, if someone. Uh, you know, say they're on their bike, they're on their BMX, and, yeah. and they and they wipe out, and they just hit the pavement. You could call <laughs> them a street fighter. Oh, you that's call, good. Call them road rash too. Good job, Yo, street, street fighter. fighter. And if they do it again, you can say, "Oh, street fighter too." <laughs> <laughs> and then third strike, etc. Tell somebody to skate or die if they uh, crash on a skateboard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, you could tell someone that they wiped out 2,048 times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, this yeah. is hard. It's pretty tough. I'm thinking. You could, if someone's really bad at packing their bags, you call them Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah. If, uh, if, say, if, say, you uh, are the kind of person that has a girlfriend, Yeah. and, uh, and your girlfriend's name is not Catherine... You can call her Catherine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's actually really good. <laughs> that's, 
Eskimo like that at all. <laughs> so are we presuming that in order to use these particular insults, the, they have to work even if the person has no knowledge of video games? Or Yes. Why is, so, why yeah. is this god darned website just not lo- not loading? Sorry. Princess Peach seems like a good... Uh, but it's mm-hmm. Super Princess Peach, isn't Princess it? Princess Peach. Yeah, Super Princess Peach, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that doesn't work as well. It's just Princess Peach by itself. Yo, um, Super Princess Peach. I guess it Man, works. Okay. I uh, just realized that Ziggurat is featured in the uh, iOS App Store today. I don't want Ziggurat featured. Why? Why? That's weird. Why don't you want it? I don't know. It's It's got broken leaderboards in it and all this stuff. And Oh, you should fix it. Well, there it is. Hey, Kerwin. Yeah. Ziggurat <laughs> is uh, featured in the App Store right now. I don't know why. Because uh, Kumobius, makers of Time Surfer and uh, Duet, got uh, featured as like their game of the day or whatever, and then they got to choose a bunch of games that they like to also be featured alongside it, and Ziggurat's in there. So what you're saying is Ziggurat is a good insult. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Man, that's amazing. I guess we're going to have a lot more emails about those leaderboards in the next couple of minutes. All right, if, if you're a woman and, uh, and, and, and you're having sex with a guy and he's really nice. bad at it, uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you could call him Mr. Driller. Oh, that's good. You and could also call him Flappy Bird again. Yeah, Flappy Bird, yeah. I don't know. Mr. Driller sounds <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, no, Mr. Driller I, sounds I okay. But, but I, I think it's sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yo, Mr. Mr. Driller. Yo, Mr. Driller. What are you doing? Flappy Bird's um, pretty good for that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think that's our winner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on because we're floundering a little. Uh, nice. Are you calling us Flappy Birds? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all's a bunch of Flappy Birds. Here's a topic from Michael B. Okay. Michael B. Michael, Michael Bolton? Yes. No, Michael oh. B. Jordan. Oh. Michael, uh, I like Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Uh, So, the word shooters Mm -hmm. used to refer to shoot-em-up games, but now it's mainly used to describe first-person shooters. Which is the better genre, and which deserves the title? I thought shooters Mm -hmm. was like some kind of appetizer, or drink, or something. It's well, um, so, so jello, jello, jello shooters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as as far as I'm concerned, when you say shooter, like that means it's a game about shooting. Like, and and so shooting means you're shooting something at something, so you're hitting something with a shot. But mm-hmm. it also means you are shooting something, which means like there is a gun that is being fired, right? And to me. In terms of, of video game feedback, you're not actually shooting a gun unless you can see the bullet. Like, that makes more sense to me because it's not real, it's virtual. So I think a top-down Japanese arcade shooting game is a shooter. And I think we should call first-person shooters uh, something else. Do you think Contra's a shooter? You see the bullets. Uh, I would say it's not a shooter because it's a platform game, so it is a run and gun. It is a run and gun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I agree that shooter should should be for scrolling shooters, Mm -hmm. like uh, like you know. uh, It doesn't have to scroll though. It could be like Galaga, right? Yeah, it could be like Galaga. It could be like Blazing Star. Um, Yeah. But uh. 
First-person shooters, I guess. I mean, I'm okay with calling them FPS because it's just an acronym. But then uh, that that disqualifies anything that's not first-person. Yeah. Which is weird. Like, it's a really weird thing to call something a first-person shooter. Like, no, it should be... I don't know. I don't know what you'd call it, but, like, if you just pull the camera back behind the dude's head and it's the exact same game, you can't call it the same genre anymore, and that's really strange to me. Well... Uh In general, the third-person shooter has third-person shooter usually has some different rules to it because they Generally. got cover and they they got dashing around and stuff. So I think it's I don't know they have different like a, an FPS and a TPS. Also, have you noticed that um, the only people that really call it TPS are in Japan? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't notice that because I've never heard that. Yeah, in Japan they call a third-person shooter a TPS, uh, like everybody does it. What do they call toilet paper simulators? Yeah, that's a good question. They call them toy paste simulators. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All the hot Nihongo jokes here on the Insert Credit Podcast. Superior Nihongo right here, right now. On On another note... I was recently looking through Netflix, and uh, I was joking about, you know, Katakana English names for uh, Japanese movies, or for for American movies have, like, the name in Japan is always just the English title rendered crudely into Katakana, and how you make a, 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 a contraction out of the first two syllables of each word. So the best one that I was able to come up with while scrolling through Netflix was... The, the usual suspects was Yuji Sasu. So I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> Yuji Sasu could be the name of the movie. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. But yeah, I think shooters, man, yeah, I think it's when you're shooting the thing and you can see the bullet and the and the target at the same time and it feels beautiful. I think yeah. that's how it is. It's hard Whereas for me to if, say which is the better genre, but I know which one I like more. Which yeah, is but I feel, like a, yeah, I feel like a Quake is a shooter... It feels like a shooter. Uh, uh, Call of Duty or whatever feels sort of like something else. It's like a tag game. It feels like you're yeah, tagging. Like, I'm not trying to yeah. d- belittle them. I'm just it's it feels more like a different well, sort of. Yeah, it's a difference between like controlling a projectile and like clicking to execute, right? I mean, that's really what the difference is. Yeah. And there's some spillover for both of them, I guess, but. Uh, I guess I agree with that. That's what a shooter should be. It should be more of a a game where uh, the primary mechanic is firing a projectile that you clearly see to a target you also see. Yeah. I wonder if it would be fun. I, I'm thinking no to do a traditional stroll- scrolling shooter in first person. Like, can you, you still can't, you can't move up and down. You can only move left and right. And you're shooting st- up, uh, left and right, and back and forward, and uh, and you're shooting stuff. I think that might not be fun. Yeah, yeah it would. I, try that sometime. I I can't think of a game that's really like that. I, probably with good reason. Yeah. I can't either. It might be like it, it would be kind of funny to have, uh, like if you had a little radar HUD that just showed the game as a traditional top-down uh, thing. <laughs> and just so, stare at that. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> you just, you just have look to design, at that. design the game as it should be 
I suppose. Yeah. I mean, so what it is, I mean, well, what you're what you're talking about is not actually too weird, uh, because what do you control in a in a first person shooter? You so, okay, in in a Japanese arcade shooter, you you have forward thrust is always uh always on, right? Yeah. So you're always moving forward, and you can't rotate. You can only strafe. Yeah. Right. So you're strafing with the A and D keys, and you can speed up with and and uh, move back with W and S. But right. there's no mouse look. There's yeah. just click to fire. So yeah, you could do a first-person shooter that's locked into a forward well, auto scroll. Yeah. No, I know you could. I just don't know if it would be. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it it's fun. If it's it would like, be cool. It's like Wolfenstein if you couldn't turn around, basically. Yeah. In other words, it's probably the funnest thing in the world. If you yeah, do the right be. level design and have the right gun, I think uh, I think we're gonna make that over here. Kerwin, hey, can you make that? Can you that's hear me? That's my idea. Just make that game. No, <laughs> I, I, you, you were talking about how it would not be good, and uh, I made it good. So. No, I said ma- you made it good by describing exactly the controls. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I guess we're giving shooters to the shoot 'em ups. No, yeah. we're giving shooters to this game that uh, I'm gonna make over here. All right. I we the world waits to see uh the next uh, already, heir to the shooter throne. I've already got like fourteen or fifteen prototypes of non conventional controls for shooters, so uh for Japanese top down scrolling shooters. So let's add another one to the to the bonfire here. So okay. there you go. That which, will be the shooter is what it will be called. Anyway, I'm done. Which concepts of real-world physics are underutilized in video games? Bumbling, tumbling, flopping, flapping. I hate <laughs> real-world physics. It drives yeah. me crazy. Here, here are two things that I don't like about real-world physics, uh, mostly to do with fluid dynamics. I guess that's the one I have the, the biggest problem with. Yeah, I hate that so, stuff. Say I'm uh, trying to pour some stuff down my sink drain, and uh, there's like a bunch of, I don't know, like I've been eating beans or something, so there's like bean refuse in my bowl, and I'm pouring it into the into the drain. And it just all splashes over to the other side, and it stays there. Why doesn't it go back into the drain? It just won't do it. Yeah. And then I pour the water down, and it just swirls it around over there on the wrong side, and it doesn't yeah. go back in there. Then yeah, another thing. Next question. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> then another thing. You're trying to drink some water. Just trying to drink some water like a normal person. And you, you put the cup up. You're drinking some water. You bring the cup down at a normal speed. And then, blam, it just spl- all splashes out in your face because it just has looped around on itself. God damn. Yeah. Hate that. What? That's the thing that happens. It, that's it, not like, the thing that happens. What? No, it, it it's definitely a thing that happens. A lot of people have. Uh, when I, I made a tweet about it, and it got a massive amount of retweets at some well, point. Wait, you're gonna have to explain this. So you're drinking water. You're drinking water. You got a yeah. cup, and it's up like this. Yeah. And you put the cup down, maybe a little too fast, and then the the water just through the magic of fluid dynamics, uh, it goes like up, and then it splashes back, and it all just comes out like this. It's a thing that happens with certain kinds of cups. Huh. Fluid dynamics, you say. Yep, they're the worst. Yeah, I don't really like them. Um, but underutilized. Like underutilized, yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like physics are overutilized in games. Oh well, yeah. I don't know that we're missing anything. I mean, 
Yeah, what, what would there be? Cat physics. Not, not enough bubbling. The experience of picking up a cat and having it just kind of ooze out of your fingers. You're just trying to get hold of it, and it's just all weird bendy spine. And you're like, man, what's with this cat? It's got fluid dynamic spine. That's right. Yeah, I think I think cat physics. Uh, uh, what else? <laughs> I think cats in general are weirdly, they're they're disproportionately underrepresented in games. Like yeah, compared to how much the internet likes them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Cats are. Uh, I had this moment today on Twitter. I was looking at Twitter. And I'm not going to name na- names or come very anywhere near close to naming a name. But a person I follow on Twitter said something about cats. And I'm not going to say what it was, but they said something about cats that I have seen them say five or six times before, like word for word over the past several years. And it's like, what sort of person would say that particular exact same thing about cats more than twice in their entire life? Figure you say it once and you're just done, but I don't know. What I'm saying is I sense uh, posers, and uh, when it comes time for someone to sit down and make a game about cats that'll just harness all of the good cat vibe mojo in the world, it's just uh, the person making the game realizes what a poser they are and they stop making it. So we have literally millions of aborted games about cats that exist in the world. I bet if you... uh, if you put them all onto a hard drive, that hard drive would be at least like 500 petabytes in size. Is the, all the number of games about cats that have been started and not completed. But uh, in terms of real-world physics, uh, I like running a lot, and uh, I've been running every day for the last seven days. Uh, I've been I'm on a new program that's uh, running me pretty cool and pretty tough. And I just I keep thinking about what real-world physics aren't in games. Uh, Absolutely, most of them, uh, as appeal to the human body, uh, the the thrust of a running st- uh, strike when your foot hits and uh, you you feel the shock in your outer thighs, not in your knees, not in your ankles, but the foot hitting and the uh, the the shock in the outer thighs and then also in the upper glutes when when your foot strikes and you lean from one side to the other, just like the physics of a of a body actually striding in a run. There's nothing that comes within a million miles of that in any video game, whether it's a... I mean, I'm thinking mostly in why terms is, of fighting fighting games. Why is or that underutilized? Games. I mean, thinking Under, about having... I'm just talking about... I'm talking about the human body, the the physics of, of a body. We have a lot of ragdoll physics, you know, but uh, not... I mean, human... We have a lot of ragdoll physics for human-like characters in games where... You know, you get uppercut in this game and your guy turns into a ragdoll because he's flipping through the air, but we don't have... A, I mean, humans aren't ragdolls. They're, uh, they've got bones and muscle. And uh, there's just... I mean, I've played all those... I, I've been... I haven't really, like, talked or written much about this, but I've been really paying attention to, like, EA's Fight Night games and uh, a lot of the boxing games over the past several years. And it's like, there's just a whole lot of... They, they add, like, little tiny like an eyedropper of physics in there, but there's not, like, a whole lot of this stuff. And it's, like, it's something you could do with design. Somebody's got to make a sumo wrestling game. That's that's what I mean. All right. That's my answer. Our next topic is a little bit of a thought experiment. Oh, uh, a T-E? 
So imagine that you're going to see a new psychiatrist for the first time. Uh, you, oh, go in, you go into their office, and you see a shelf full of video games. Uh, what would be the worst video games to see on the shelf? <laughs> Where is this again? A dentist? A, a new psychiatrist. psychiatrist. Psychiatrist, okay. Well, we've just been able to psychoanalyze Frank. He, yep. he heard psychiatrist. He married into the dentist. Not 20 seconds later, he goes, so this is a dentist. Frank, have you been brainwashed by a psychiatrist? Have you been hypnotized in the past? Uh, I did work in mental health for four years for psychiatrists. So that's that, that's awesome. interesting. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Maybe Frank is telepathic because as I asked that, I was thinking about how I need to go to the dentist. Oh, man. Maybe you need to go to the psychiatrist. Maybe the brain's actually telling you. Maybe the psychiatrist turned you into a telepath, Frank. Um, Any David Cage game. Oh, yeah. Would, any would, one of those, literally any one of those. Yeah, that would suggest to me a, a basic misunderstanding of how people uh, are and think. You know that. Yeah. That would disturb me quite a bit. This this is almost a terrible answer, but I'm still gonna go with it and say Portal. Um, it's like it's kind of like a jokey answer that I feel like people would say because you know Glados is like manipulating. The, uh, the trying to manipulate the player and stuff, but I could see somebody using like taking that as an interesting psychology experiment uh, when they shouldn't. So that would be that would be scary mm. to me. Yeah. Uh, what else? I'm. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess I would say. Uh, I would be afraid to see Dance Central up there in the or or you know just dance or anything like that in the event that they were going to force me to like role play or do something like oh they boy. were going to actually make me do that in front of them mm. uh, one on one. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, some sort of new age psychiatry there. Yeah, I, I'm going to say that if there were more than one game with zombies in it. If they had mm. more than one, I mean, any two zombie games would make me uh, not, you know, make because it, it tells you that the person has probably thought about zombies before. And what I, if it was just Left 4 Dead 1 and 2? Well, those that doesn't count, because okay, Left 4 Dead right. 2 is basically an expansion pack. That was a burn. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> nice. It's actually pretty good, though, so... I'm trying to think of any just games that are gory and nothing else. They're just like stupidly violent Man for Hunt, no reason. Manhunt, Man Man there you go. Manhunt 2 has you can uh, suffocate someone with a plastic bag by shaking your Wiimote or whatever it is. Yeah. Anything that would suggest that they secretly want to murder me. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the real answer is uh, any GTA, any Call of Duty... Because as we all know, that makes teens murder each other instantly. Right. As soon as like they why, play, of course. why would a psychiatrist be playing a murder simulator? I yeah, mean, why would they, they do that? Are they practicing? Like that's it's just what what is that? <laughs> <laughs> practicing yeah. for murder. I suppose. Yeah. What else? What, um, what's that uh, game in uh, that was in uh, Kickstarter for a while about uh, expanding and uh, shrinking objects? Scale. Scale. Yeah, scale. I I I would like to see they have scale because it shows they're a good shrink. 
Nice. Ah, uh, jokes. Where'd they get a physical one. copy of Scale? <laughs> they uh, one of the upper <laughs> they were a big fan, and they printed out a box, and they made a mm. box. That's all. Uh, all right, that makes sense. The psychiatrist is just a big fan. Mm-hmm. What what games? Bubsy two. Bubsy two. Oh God, As Bubsy two is so bad. We've discovered Bubsy two is a game for people, man uh, who are just cynical and awful, and have gonna, no sense of humor. I'm gonna tell you what about Bubsy two. After uh, we played that on that stream, I got like emails from people being like, "Oh, I actually liked Bubsy two. and it's like, "What? Well, how? How? Like, is there something seriously wrong with you?" It's not even like you're playing that and it's like, man, this is a bad game. It's just like, there is nothing here. This is a, a wasteland of ideas. There's just yeah. nothing redeeming about this game at all. So I guess if, if I mean, and this is a, a sort of a subversion of the question, uh, but uh, if I'm going to go to a psychiatrist, presuming I would ever do that, uh, I would kind of want somebody who just has good taste. So yeah. I would want just and I would say any bad games. And I mean again this is a, a bit of a cop out answer but it's like I just wouldn't want somebody who has terrible games on their shelf. Uh like so any game that indicates the person might be a kleptomaniac like Kingdom Hearts. Hmm. Animal Crossing. Uh Pokémon. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't want my psychiatrist playing Pokémon even though I think Pokémon's cool. Yeah, definitely Animal my, Crossing. I would also put Gex in there because, uh, like, if you've if you've revisited Gex anytime recently, all of those terrible, ironic, winky '90s jokes just oh, yeah, make me feel like I should be. Maybe I should have already died. Maybe I should have died <laughs> when that game came out. Yikes. Yeah. I think we've pretty thoroughly addressed this scenario. Thank you for playing along. Mm-hmm. Here is our next topic. Are there any concepts left to mine in the god game genre? Of course, there are sure. concepts left to mine in anything. Yeah, tons of uh, concepts left to mine in god games. Um, even just scenario-wise, like no one's been like, no one's done Old Testament God yet. How you would know, you like, do Old Testament God? I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't touch that. Wait, what was the question? I feel like I didn't even hear it. I was sitting here listening, and I didn't hear anything. <laughs> what was the question? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what it was, and then I'm also going to say what I think. Say uh, what it was and say what you think. Yeah. Right uh, here. Jaffe asked, is there any territory left to mine in the God game genre, uh, um, or in God games yeah, in general? Yeah. And my answer is, I mean, we, we already said yes, but uh, something that I think would be interesting would be a polytheistic God game where you've got a bunch of different gods that have specific domains that they control, uh, s- like specific areas of uh, humanity or of commerce or whatever that they control, and they're all kind of working together on this world and vying for power and stuff, like you know, like the the Greeks or the or the, the to a lesser extent the Hindu gods. They they weren't as vying for power as the Greek gods were, but that that would be interesting. Each god is played by a different actual human, and you've just got a server limit of like a hundred gods that are all doing this stuff in this space. You can only have one of one god type, of each god type in this area. I was just thinking, I can't remember, maybe you guys do, there was a movie, I think, where uh, there's a guy who wrote soap operas, 
and he was writing um, and suddenly found himself in his soap opera, but mm-hmm. he could but he could manipulate it by writing new scenes. Oh yeah. Um, just a god game that's more granular like that, where it's like an adventure game where you can just control reality to to your whims would be a very god game like and and very unexplored in games. Yeah, that would take all the money, I think. Yeah, well, it doesn't. It. it doesn't have to be. No, it's just oh, wait, a bunch of choices. Kind of did it, in a way. Yeah, and but it's, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying like you can do whatever you want. It's just like no, you you can make choices that are. You can just design an adventure game, except everything you do is is fantastic and godlike. I mean, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I think a big a big scale. Uh, again, we have to talk about Telltale Games, Walking Dead, sort of thing, where you're just a god, and there's there's multiple characters doing things and you're yeah. uh, you're observing them and they will ask you for help or whatever just like a huge scale adventure game it doesn't even have to be graphically impressive yeah you could make a game in which you play as god and it doesn't have to be a bible uh, a bible mm. trivia game where it's like what did god say to this guy you know, it's like where you play as a god who's like every god game is about. Uh, uh, I mean, right down to Eric Chahi's god game from Dust is just it's about manipulating terrain and uh, uh, and then Populous is about who who in God's name knows what that game is about. Like, I I think making a god game where it's about personal reactions with individual humans is interesting. Yeah, Where totally. Like these biblical heroes. It doesn't even have to be the Bible. You can make up your own biblical heroes. A JRPG where you play as a god. I and think there's uh, no battles because you just win all of them. Probably the most innovative, exciting kind of a god game that you could possibly ma- make would be one where you can manipulate the tra- the terrain and you can get new members of your populace and then you have them create uh, two different types of resources that you can click, and then they make uh, they you, you get the resources from them, and uh, and uh, that could be like I don't know you could call it Godus or something like that. And that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, Godus. I think Godus uh, would be the good name. Yeah. Yes. We could have a we we had this concept at Other Ocean that probably isn't going to go anywhere called Giant Cop. Where you are a, a gigantic cop, sort of catching people and throwing and just picking them up and putting them in jails, and maybe you could have God uh, uh, deciding to uh, try his hand at law enforcement and really getting his hands dirty. Yeah, like Monty Python yeah. style, giant hands picking people yeah. up and taking tops off of buildings and such. Ooh, yeah. a Monty yeah. Python inspired, a uh, Terry Gilliam inspired God game. That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Terry G- Terry Gillard game, it could be called. Yes. They'll catch right on. Very godly. Him. Uh, here, let's go on to our next topic. Okay. When and how have you used video games to reward yourself? Oh my god. Huh. Good question. I don't know if I've ever done it, but I bet yeah. I have. It like, you know, I'm sure there have been times in, let's say, high school where I was like, I'm just going to finish this thing, and then I can go play Dragon Force or something like that. Uh, I played a lot of Dragon Force in high school. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what he's trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say, is that I played a lot of Dragon Force. Um, yeah, I mean, 
unfortunately, that's all I could think of, too, is, like, what situations have I had where it's like, okay, if I finish this work, I can go back to this game that I love. And I don't think I've felt that way since probably high school. So... In a, it, it's it's sort of, uh, it's not exactly the same thing, but it's semi-similar uh, to what you're asking. On occasion, even now, when I'm going to go to sleep, I will watch a tool-assisted speedrun. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yes. I'll just be like, yeah, I'm just going to get one of these. Uh, if I find one that's less than 10 minutes long, I'm going to watch this before I sleep. Uh, so that's kind of like rewarding myself with video games in a way. But it's more its more like preventing myself from doing the thing I should be doing for a little while longer. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I can think of very few... Like, I'm trying to think of myself as a modern adult right now uh, in terms of this. I know in the past, in high school, I've had... There were times when I kept myself from playing video games because I was in school and I was hungry to play more of Final Fantasy 3 but you know I wanted to finish my paper you know like I mean I had that happen all the time but uh, I'm trying to think of as an adult doing this and I I know there's got to be something but not lately are there any like triple A games I mean I I reward myself with going to the bathroom which is probably uh uh, not uh, beneficial to my my health, but uh, like I'll be like if I finish writing these ten emails, I'll go to the bathroom, and it's like uh, like I guess when I played The Last of Us, I sort of had it set up on on a on a reward sort of structure where it's like if I finish uh, writing all these emails and if I'm not too tired, I will play this game uh, before I go to bed. That's how I played that game. That's kind of sad. I do that with League of Legends. If I'm not too tired, I'll play League of Legends before I go to bed. That's that is that rewarding myself? <laughs> it's like I get to a point nowadays, I've got my schedule so regulated that it's like there's a point where I'm just going to go to bed and it's just going to happen. I think usually I think for me, melatonin, but I yeah. think for me it's pretty tough to uh to tell if I'm having fun. Yeah. So like it's harder it's harder to think of it as a reward because I don't you know, I play video games, but am I really enjoying myself? I don't know. Yeah. And especially if it's a game that I haven't played before, I don't really know if I'm going to have any fun with it. So it's it's hard to view it as I I guess I've really started thinking of video games as just putting in the time to the to the knowledge base or something mm. like that. I don't know, but I don't... It's not like I'm trying to learn all the tricks and glean all the secrets and know everything. It's just... Well, I guess maybe know everything. I am interested in having played a lot of games. I like having a wide... Uh, be, being able to cast a wide net of player literacy. And uh, so I, I, I kind of think of you know doing my streams and... Uh, just playing games as as a a necessity almost. It's like one of the things I got to do, but it's not unfun. But it's not and a I, reward. I mean, I have like a short list of games that I want to play that uh, I will play when I have the time. And it's like I know what I have like a hard sort of 
concept of what it will mean to have the time to play these games. There's, it's a pretty short list, but uh, like that'd be when when I publish Video Ball, then I will play this game. You know, I have it like in my head as that sort of thing. Um, I guess you could say I rewarded myself with that uh, uh, Zelda: A Link Between Worlds. I told myself I would play it on the airplane to Indiana before Christmas. And uh, I had a lot of work to do in the weeks before Christmas. And when I finished it and I got on the plane and I played the beginning of that game, and it was super great because I had waited for a meaningful time. And I'm now understanding what it means to get married as a Christian, I suppose. But uh, uh, I guess sort of a weird sideways answer is when I was playing Chrono Trigger or any Japanese RPGs back in high school, I stopped playing the game like on so I played the game only on the weekends only on the weekends that I played video games Saturday and then Sunday I would stop the game at some point on Sunday evening right when I felt something cool was about to happen so that the next time I started playing it that next Friday night I it would be at something cool is that a correct is that is that a does that answer the question that seems pretty good and I actually don't do it that way uh I tend to stop at lulls. Uh, oh is, yeah, yeah. Which is not good actually, because stopping at a lull, you come back to it and it's like, wait, what was I doing again? Why was yep. this cool? Yeah. Exactly. So I, I mean, I guess my method sort of instinctively just worked to yeah, make that works better. better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, That's yeah. that topic. Here's the last one before we get to the final round. Uh, we've talked about dumb, good video games before on the show. Did but you? Are there, but are there any smart, bad games? Smart, bad games. Uh, let me think. I think there's a lot of smart, bad games. Yeah. I think okay. Most, here's... The, most smart games are pretty bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- like, um, I've talked about it before, but that Granado Espada game, sort of the New World, which is a. Uh, 3D, nice-looking MMO from the creator of Ragnarok Online, and that was a game where he had the he had the idea. This was before MOBAs and everything. He's like, I want an MMO that you play with RTS-type controls and methodol and mentality, uh, and you control three characters at the same time doing stuff, gathering resources, fighting fighting mobs and whatnot. And he also put in a political system that um, was kind of supposed to support itself uh, automatically and sustain itself. And, uh, yeah, it um, didn't work very well. It was all just... Uh, kind of a big mess and it was a, a lot of smart interesting ideas but it just didn't gel as a thing and it was maybe ahead of its time as well um, I guess I shouldn't say it was a mess it was just too it was too specific and too narrow in scope for most people so there there's there's one uh, smart game that's it, not bad but it wasn't it didn't work I think not working is a good qualifier for Sure. I think just yeah. in general, if it yeah. doesn't work, that if, I mean, if it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. What else we got? I mean, anything that you'd call like programmer design is probably smart in a programmer way, and typically oh, heck not yeah. fun. 
Not, yeah. I'm, no examples are coming to mind, but I think a lot. I think you'll find a lot of smart bad games are are sort of programmer designed. Not that all programmers are bad designers, but no, you know, programmers you are bad. bad. Programmers bad. are bad. They're not creative. They should just shut up and type. <laughs> type my codes. Just type, jerk. You hear me, <laughs> Kerwin? <laughs> um. Yeah, smart bad games. Animal Crossing. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I, man. Yeah, you've got one of those things against Animal like Crossing, game. don't you? Yeah. yeah. It's really, yeah. I keep trying uh, to play it, and I don't like it. I just don't like it. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it's not a smart bad game. Uh, part of the thing is, yeah, you just kind of have to know how to hang out with it or want to hang. Yeah, you gotta Basically, if if you want to hang out with it, you want to. It's you. You can't just bang your head against it until you like it. That's yeah. all. I mean, it's, you know, it's all right with that. I think uh, it's actually a pretty smart game, and I think it's, it's actually it's a pretty yeah. decent smart game as far as those go. Uh, smart bad games. I mean, if you consider that the majority. I mean, here's a really, really, really good example. Cityville Two is a incredibly, incredibly smart game. Every everybody worked on that game went to Harvard or MIT. They're all very, very smart people, and the game design was. Uh, irrefutably flawless, but it was just terrible, and people hated it. And uh, it's gone. That Zynga shut it down. It was so bad. So there you go. That's a smart bad game, and I mean it's a social game. So I mean, that yeah, I guess it. there are actually probably a lot of those social games that are very smart number-wise and experience-wise, but they just don't have the the feel and the flow working. Uh huh. I personally think most games that people say are smart are bad at being games. Yeah, so I that mm, that okay. Monument Valley game, uh, my friends were were getting mad at me for. Oh, I didn't play that one. I got a code this. for that, I think. But that that game uh, is, it's it doesn't have much stuff in it, and. It feels very manufactured to create whimsy, like mm. like someone was trying to make a video game just for Brandon Boyer. Uh, oh, Brandon Boy. Yeah, and that that game, like oh, one of my friends was, was saying the same thing that you just said to me about uh, Animal Crossing, which is what I, that I have some sort of chip on my shoulder for it. But it it's just uh, it feels like a very intelligently, purposefully designed experience that bounces right off of me because it feels like it was manufactured. It doesn't feel like it was created out of love. It feels like it was created to manufacture uh, feelings of love for, for some other people. I, I, uh, I actually agree with you uh, on Monument Valley specifically because um, I, I took a look at it myself and I'm like, this is fine. You know, yeah. like, yeah. you know, it's not doing anything really interesting to me, and and uh, it's it's cute, I guess. Like the little crows or whatever are, are pretty cute, but I don't yeah, know. It, it, it does. It doesn't seem. I don't know. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like. It, it feels like it has a vision, but it didn't come from like a person. You know. Like, yeah, yeah. It came from a from like a, a an advertising. Uh, committee or something yeah. 
Because, you know, anytime you've got something that says uh, chapter one, oh, and then it's the, 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 the chapter subheading starts out saying, in which someone learns to love, or something like that, which every chapter does. Every st- chapter starts out w- saying, in which this abstract concept uh, that, d- that does not get realized in the game itself. It's like, that, that kind of stuff is just, mm. it's try hard. Try hard. I hate that word. Yeah, try, try hard, hard with a Try vengeance. hard, die hard. Uh, we're going to play a new lightning round game this week. Uh, okay. This is called Team Battle. So here's what I want you to do. Team Battle? Who's the team? I'm the team. Yeah, you're the team. Uh, each of you write down a team of three video game characters. Now here are the rules. All of them have to be playable characters. None of them can be invincible. And none of them can be from the same company. Uh, once you all have your teams, you will argue why yours would win in a fight with the others. I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock for you to assemble your teams. Wait, any characters? Are there any rules for this? I I just went over this, Brandon. Yeah, no, I mean, but, like, just any kind of a character? Like, I could choose, I don't know, I could choose... Has to be playable. Have to be playable, they can't be invincible, and all All three have to be from different companies. Yeah, okay. Okay, 30 seconds on the clock, now. Wait. Okay, (laughs) I'm not going first, because I... was lagging. I couldn't even hear it like both of the times you explained that. So. Okay. All right. Uh, you don't have th- these thirty seconds are just for you to assemble your team. I'm gonna write the instructions down here in the private chat. Pop it in there, man. Just pop it in there, bro. It's really hard, though. Um, I'll give you a little more time because Tim didn't hear. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I like it. Um. None of them can be from the same company, huh? What about mm-hmm. company? So I can't pick all of the company of heroes, heroes? That was a joke. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, I'm going to give you ten more seconds. Oh, jeez. Give me a little bit more than that. I'm, I'm still thinking. Okay, I'll give you I've got five more seconds. I've got my head uh, kind of popped on here now after not thinking about it for a minute. Uh, Then just tell me when you're done. uh, I'm all set. That's cool. Okay, Frank's done. I have one. (laughs) Stop taking it so seriously and just pick your team. Yeah, you gotta pick your team, man. That's why there was a time limit. I I got a really bad one on mine because of the time limit, because I honored the time limit. Thank you, Frank. Honor the nice time I'm going to give you all 15 more seconds. Uh, man, I hope I didn't pick one of the same ones that Brandon did, because... You're, uh, you're allowed to pick same ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mirror match. Oh. And that's time. Okay. Uh, Frank, right. what's your team? Uh, my team is Superman, Kirby, and the car from Jackal. Oh, the car from... Uh, the car from what? Jackal. Oh, the car from Jackal. Yeah, uh, it's like, Brandon, a, Jeep, it's like your... a Jeep that can shoot and stuff, yeah. Brandon, oh. what's your team? Oh, good. So, well, if the car counts, then the guy that I crossed out can come back. So, uh, my team is Yuko from Valis 3, uh, Bullet Witch. What? And, uh, and the... <laughs> and the, uh, the... The mech from... Steel Battalion. 
Okay. Oh god. Mine Can is uh mine is Bullet Witch. <laughs> Lynch from Kane and Lynch and Max Payne from Max Payne 3 is my Whoa. team. Okay, so you're going all bullets here. <laughs> yeah, I'm going That's I'm going good. all guns. Well, here's the thing, none of your bullets are going to stop Superman. Yeah, here's I feel the like thing, Superman though, is Frank. A, a What? Frank, what? Superman what? is classically vulnerable to magic and both bullet witches can exploit that. That's yeah. true. That's and true. Yuko can also. Yeah, uh, she has magic as well. I'm glad you guys are uh able to fight Superman. That makes things even. But can you fight Superman and Kirby driving in the jackal car at the same time? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Here's Superman the thing people Kirby. often forget about Kirby. Canonically, he's eight inches tall. Check yeah, the Kirby's Dreamland manual. Uh, eight so, tall. That's really small. So he, so he can't actually eat Bullet Witch, then? No. Okay, so mm-hmm. Bullet Witch, uh, as everyone knows... Uh, her most elementary magic power is to blow stuff away. So if Kirby is sucking while she blows, that would immediately destroy Kirby. Kirby yeah, would okay. explode because she can she can exert unlimited physical wind force with the tips of her fingers. It is limited. No. Yeah, what, what if what if Kirby ate like the heaviest thing ever? He ate pure. I don't know, man. So I mean, gonna like, my team. one one of the bullet witches is going to just be just blowing Kirby away. So Kirby is occupied with one of the bullet witches. Yeah, that's probably true. What if Kirby ate Superman? He can't eat Superman. Right. Damn it! But he could he could eat Superman and then spin him back out really fast. He's too small to eat Superman. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I think no, uh, no. I mean, so, yeah. Yeah. So Frank's team is out. It's a surprise. Uh, now well, it's between Brandon's team and Tim. But is it out because can Bullet Witch stop Kirby if he's driving the car? She could blow him out of the car. Yes. She could just, well, I mean, really? the, the only reason you ever use her power in the game is to just blow cars into stuff. Yeah, she has and a torpedo as well that she can do. What if yeah. Superman was, like, holding the car and running at her? That's <laughs> true. So, but she it's could pretty blow, much all super, down to she could blow the car out of Superman's hands. Man. I think Superman I think, is a I little bit Frank, too close to the. Out of I think I think Superman is a little bit too close to the none of them can be invincible rule. Just like a, a hair too close. Yeah. Oh, I, I will give any of your guys some kryptonite. A razor's edge. You should give all of us. All of us should have kryptonite oh. bullets. Well, yeah. you, guys don't, kryptonite. you guys don't need kryptonite because Bullet Witch takes care of Superman. Yeah, B, uh, BW takes care of SM. So Brandon, it, that leaves Brandon and Tim's team. The two bullet witches cancel each other out. So it's uh, you. Well, then one of the bullet witches kills Superman. Uh, Brandon, I'll use one of my bull. I'll use my bullet witch to take out the car from Jackal. All right. Oh. Okay. So after that fight, uh, Tim and Brandon, your bullet no wait, you have to use your steel battalion mech to take out the car from Jackal. No, I don't. <laughs> It comes down to Yuko and the Steel Battalion mech versus Lynch and Max Payne. You're so, right that it is a little less interesting that way, but um, even yeah. even if I still had my Bullet Witch, she would still take care of... Uh, I mean, Lynch would be no problem for either Yuko or Bullet Witch. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, and win, if you guys want to hear me win. Here it is, okay? Uh, How do you first win? of all, I chose my team because just... Uh, because I had I have respect for making this interesting, but uh, now that you guys done picked cars and vehicles, uh, oh, you you want me to go with my other one? No, I'll no, go with my other one. Who's your other one? My other one was uh, 
was the knight from Dragon's Crown because he's. I wanted to pick a tank-like character. Oh, that guy's cool. Big shouldery knight. So let's say big shoulder knight instead of steel battalion mech. So Max Payne's got bullet time. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to say the reason I win is uh, I've played Kane and Lynch too, and I've played Max Payne and uh, all the Max Payne games. And I'm going to tell you guys something: those guys can survive anything. That's <laughs> true. That's it. They narratively, narratively, literally, they survive literally anything. But that's, that's too close that's all to, they do. Uh, to invincible. Right yeah. There. No, it's not. It's not invincible. They live through it, baby. Not like Superman just kind of walks through it, just struts through. But so here's here's my counter to that, which is that Yuko. I specified Yuko from Valus Three. Her white magic uh, attacks everything on screen at the same time. Uh, and you can't, so, bu- you can't uh, bullet time out of that. Can't bullet time out bullet of time everything in the screen attack. So, as much as I hate to say it, I'd really like to give this to Brandon. Yuko, Yuko wins again. I, I think I think Yuko locks this down. Use the linchpin in this whole fight. Not the cane pin, but the linchpin. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so uh, this was great. I think we're gonna play this game again in the future. And uh, this has been the Insert Credit Podcast. Uh, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, you should uh, follow us online. Uh, you can find us at podcast.insertcredit.com for old episodes, or you can find us on iTunes. We're back on iTunes. I'd like to thank our editor, Blaine Brown, for helping out with that. You can follow us on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash icpodcast. You can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Brandon's at Necrosofty. Frank's at Frank Zafaldi. Tim's at 108. Uh, you can send in your questions to podcast at insertcredit.com. Now, panel, what's going on in your lives that you may want to plug? Ahoy. Oh. Um, wow. I, I still want everyone to go to Digital Dragons if they can. It's in a couple weeks in Krakow, but, yeah, it's, it's a... Yeah, it's a long I'm walk. I'm surprised if nobody... Yeah, it's a long walk over there. <laughs> it's a long drive as well. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. E3, I'll probably be uh, showing IDARB a whole bunch, which is a uh, game we like a lot. So maybe it's go to game. E3 and play it. It's a it's game you still have time to change the name of, probably. <laughs> probably true. have like two or three more days. Crowdsource absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. It's two or three more days. <laughs> uh, Tell those okay. days. If you're watching us live, you can uh, hang out for a little bit and we'll talk to you after the show on our YouTube channel. Figure out them Google Plus comments. I know you're smart guys. God, I don't That's even know how to listen to this show. I don't even know how to look at the comments. Like, I don't even know how to okay. see them on the page, like, to get them all on there. Yeah, uh, we'll find it. We'll help you figure it out, Tim. I'm Alex Jaffe. Yeah. I'm Frank Spaldi. I'm, I'm Tim Rogers. <laughs> you went out of alphabetical order. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> and... Now you're playing with podcasts. Podcast over, yeah! I've never had a good time. I don't plan on starting now.